Balancing Death Kirk is a weekly KeyForge podcast focused on competitive play. The podcast is hosted by Kita Mode and Kodamarin. The show is here for listeners to gain a better understanding of how to evaluate decks, how to evaluate their own board position, and how to anticipate opponents' decisions. Without further ado, here's this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of Bouncing Death Quirk. I am Kiramod. I'm here with Kodamarin. How's it going? And today we're going to be bidding farewell to House Mars, who will not be in set three. Uh, so we want to go over a little bit of like what we think about the house in set one and set two, how we think it can improve going forward, and also what set three will look like with the absence of Mars. So I think I think the best place to start on this farewell to Mars um, is that we had a lot of trouble talking about Mars when we first did our House Rolls episode. Mars mm-hmm. really felt all over the place in set one. A lot of the cards, they wanted some bursty cards. They wanted some main house cards. They really didn't want to know what they wanted to do but they knew that they wanted to play with, with their own factions. They wanted to play mm-hmm. with their own friends. John Smith, Mother Gun, uh, Orbital Bombardment, they all wanted to see other Mars cards. And if you didn't have the right lineup in, in Coda, your Mars house looked weird, and it f- didn't play very well either. Mm-hmm. Coming to set two, they got some other tools, a lot more independent things. They got the Collector Worm. They still have Mars first, uh, but they, they got Mars Needs Amber, which is much less reliant on having Mars guys out. And they still did some cool things. They had some cool themes going themes going on, but they didn't really come together as a house as strongly as most other houses do. Yeah, so um, something that uh, Kodamron mentioned beforehand is that, like, or before we, we started this episode, is that Mars has a lot of themes, right? They, they have like a lot of cards that are like, oh, I have three cards to do this thing or three cards to do this other thing. Um, but you don't actually see that at high level plays. Like when you see Mars do well at a Vault Tour, unless it is specifically a key abduction combo deck, for the most part, you'll see Mars just have the value cards. It's like, okay, the cards that are just good and don't have to be Mars cards, like Squawker or Dominator, those cards show up. But then, like, the cards are like, I need to specifically have Mars cards for this card to be interesting. Like, say, um, what's it called? Both Mothership Support and uh, Orbital Bombardment, or like Mother Gun. Those show up a lot less versus, say, a Grabber Jammer, which is just always good. And that's because Mars is really trying to do this thing that isn't Keyforge. Keyforge is you have three decks or, or three houses in one deck. You can't mm. choose what they are, and you have to play them A, B, C sometimes. Mars wants to play Mars Forge. If Mars cards were in a 36-card Mars deck, I think they'd be the best house, right? Let's, yep. Shadows aside, because Shadows yeah. is good at the game. But, like, if I could just always draw six Mars cards, my cards become so much better. And all the sub-themes in Mars don't really mesh with that plan, right? So let's talk about these sub-themes Mm-hmm. There's the self-stun. You have the, the Zorg and the uh, Dominator, and there's like one or two others that self-stun themselves because they're cool, they're big. Um, there's opponents capture Amber. You have Hypnotic Command. You have Mars Needs Amber, which I'm super happy they put in a common slot. That's going to mm-hmm. be a sad card to lose. Um, and then the classic is Mind Warper, right? Like, when you first play your Mars house and you're just learning Keyforge, you read Mind Warper and have no idea what he does. And then yep. you play a little bit and you realize he's actually a steal, so it's kind of good. Um there is the abduction theme, which is collector worm, which is sample collection, which is is that it? Is there was there one or two more? I think there is. I think there's a couple more. Yeah, there's um, the the guy in the saucer and stuff. Um, but like, that's there's the, the untap theme. thing where like Mars untaps other Mars. 
Yeah, there's the compound. Oh, Zookeeper was the one. And then, yep. and then in set two, they started another theme. They started the Floxums, right? Yep. There's the, if I have no board, I do a thing. And none of these came together with this Mars Forge identity, right? Yeah, I, I think where, where Mars has a problem with all these themes is they give you some pieces, but not all the pieces. So what, like, like looking at set three, I feel like, with what they do with set one and two is they said any sort of like kind of wonky effect let's just give it to mars because you have to put it somewhere whereas maybe what they do with set three is they say okay if we have a strange effect that we don't know where to put it just put it in one of the houses like let every single house have a strange effect and you can test them out that way and you don't just put them all together in one house and let mars be their own thing perfect example if anyone's sad about losing key abduction, I'm fairly sure that there's been a spoiled card. It's key abduction for logos. I think it's pretty much word for word key abduction. There might be a difference mm -hmm. in numbers or something. But that's the sort of thing where they can take that wonky effect and put it into another house that might do something cooler with it, right? And and kind of going back to Mars, let's take those sub-themes and focus in on one of those for a future Blow set. Blow them out. Right? <laughs> no. Like, I would love to see a card that plays Mars Forge. I want to see a three drop that says, My neighbors are their house and they're also Mars. So now mm -hmm. I have, it's like a double Reaper. It helps me with my um, my Mars guys on board strategy. It helps me with my Harvester if he lands next to a guy who wasn't Mars. That seems yep. like a really cool effect that would play this Mars centric game. It feels abducty. That's the card I want to see designed. Yeah, and they did a little bit of a better job pushing the Mars Forge in set two, specifically with Sky Booster Squadron, but like not anywhere close to enough. Like, like mm -hmm. they really need to beef that out. And so, what I would personally like to see with Mars is I'd like to see like each Mars in each set just decide we're gonna do one to two of these themes, and that's just gonna be what Mars is. So maybe set four, it's Mars Forge, right? It's a whole bunch of cards that make a bunch of extra Mars cards and you get benefits for having Mars cards and that's all you do. You're just running Mars the whole time. But then maybe set five, we say, okay, it's big boy Mars. We're gonna make a bunch of way overpowered creatures, creatures that are significantly stronger than Brobner creatures, but they all come in stunned. And we're gonna have cards to remove stuns or benefit from having stuns to leverage that game plan. Yeah, a Mars artifact that says the first stunned creature that you have each turn doesn't take its stun on play. A Mars card that says clear minds but gain one amber for each Mars creature that you mm -hmm. unstunned. Like, there are places in the design space if you focus it. And I, what, my, what my hope is that with set 4, set 5, whenever we see Mars next, uh, the developers will have learned enough about how Keyforge wants to play and how Mars wants to fit into that Keyforge uh, that, that Keyforge world, and we get a much smoother Mars house. So that when you pull yeah. Mars in draft, you're not, like, upset about it. It'd also be cool if Mars had, like, what if, like, so we said, okay, set four, we have Mars Forge. Set five, big boy Mars. Set six, combo Mars. Like, like really mm. go in on the combo. Um, so you can make interesting combo effects, and then maybe set seven, abduction Mars. Like we're just gonna try to capture your whole deck. Like like it, in that Mars deck, you're routinely capturing like 18 cards out of your opponent's deck. And or maybe you, know? you pick two of those per cycle, right? But yeah. not spread it out. And that's that's where, you know, I think Mars is one of the ones that's being chosen to rotate rotate because it's not unknown that it's not working, mm -hmm. right? Mars is trying to introduce these ideas and play around with them. But I think the biggest takeaway that we've got from them is you can't just print cool cards. You have to print. Yep 
cool, consistent effects in the right rarity slots to make your deck work. You can keep Shatterstorm as a rare. It's not yeah. trying to play Mars Forge, right? But you can't put, like, uh, the Nodrome as a rare. And really, yeah. Shatterstorm would make more sense as a Sanctum card than a Mars card. Sure. Which, like, it's just a weird effect, so they threw it in Mars. And, like, if you listen to the previous episode of Sanctum, with Sanctum, we basically said, we kind of like where they're going. They just have to change the rarity slots a little bit, trim the fat, and we'll we'll see Sanctum where they need to be. But with Mars, we're a little bit more critical because they, they kind of have to overhaul this entirely. Because if you keep making Mars the way it is, you Mars just becomes the most polarizing house where it's like the cards either work together or they don't. And we'd like to just see more houses that work well together. And you don't have to make it broken, right? Like like the big boy Mars deck doesn't have to be like every single Mars guy that comes in is an 11 drop that's stunned. Um, but you can, you know, I think make enough cards to benefit from stuns and like make enough bigger dudes that it could be an interesting deck type and if you say every single one's going to be good that's great but like right now if you pull a deck and you have just one like zorg it feels pretty bad it's like you play the zorg he's stunned and he doesn't do anything you're like why did i play this guy doesn't he's just terrible and you know for those of you who are sad about mars leaving you know it'll be back and anyone who is sad about Mars leaving is not sad about Gromit leaving the card pool. So <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think the last thing I want to I leave here is how does the card pool look now, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the one thing is that there's no deck that's trying to play Mars Forge. There's no deck that's trying to play, let's get all my Mars cards in hand and then go for a big combo. I, mm-hmm. I don't really know what Saurians and Star Alliance are going to do, but, you know, I don't think they're going to do exactly that. And I think that the draft games... Uh, where you're not gonna you're not gonna be sad that you pulled this Mars house that just doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the card pool as as a whole is going to be healthier until Mars decides on one of its identities to push forward with. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's all we really have to say about uh, Mars for now. Um, if you like this episode, you can check us out online. We are on social media. We have Facebook and Twitter. We are at Deathcork for either one of them. Uh, through either of our social medias, you can find an invo- invite to our Discord channel. That is the easiest way to contact myself or Kodamron. Um, if you want more content, Kodamron uh, has his own YouTube channel. Uh, he does streams himself, but then he also does content for Vault Tours. And lastly, if you want to support the channel even more, you can get merch. So through our swag section of our Discord channel, uh, you can find a link to get uh, shirts, hats, uh, sweaters, and you can wear that at your vault tours or just wear it at your local store to represent and spread the word. So tell your friends about the show, and we'll see you next time. Thanks a bunch.